Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chad and Zay. All right, let's go. Hour number three on a Thursday. Big 12 Media Days wrapping up today. First of the Power Five conferences to fire off Media Days. Chad and Zay talking about it. How about 51? 51 days until Texas and Rice, until A&M and Miami, until TCU and Colorado, and until Texas Tech and Oregon, a game we just saw on that September 9th slate. Pretty sweet. All right, I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He picks out a special beat for all of us to start the third hour. This one feels easy to me, Zay, unless you're trying to give me a weird curveball. This is Marshall, Eminem, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So yeah, te- he's on the song. He's on the song, so technically this would be a Dr. Dre beat. There we go. Right? Yeah. And this is, but this would be, is this from a Dre album? Yes. Okay. Is this from the? Is this the song about the people forgot about Dre? There we go. There it is. It okay. all came together. You yeah, figured yeah, yeah. it out. Gotcha. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Forgot about Dre off the Chronic 2001 album, even though it came out in '99, which still makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Eminem kills this. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. They forgot about Dre. Such a classic. So clean. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, clear, he, he's all, I'm not saying he's never gotten credit. That would be silly. I don't know if he's gotten enough credit for just how willing he is to show people off. I think it's an incredible skill. Yeah. For him to get, when he is, when it's all said and done, and all the Hall of Fames have spoken everything they need to speak, that's a guy that said to the world, hey, Check out this guy that calls himself Snoop Dogg. And he, <laughs> right. and he also said, hey, hey, I know. I know what you're going to think when you see him. Just listen to this and feel this moment. Listen to this dude from Michigan named Marshall. He calls himself Eminem. It's spelled weird. Just follow me here. Just listen to what he did on top of one of my beats. And you're going to be blown away. The, just those two, to me, puts him in like this extra category you could argue that dr dre has produced for the mount rushmore of hip-hop from ice cube a lot of people put him on the mount rushmore greatest rappers of all time right nwa days to snoop dogg which you know snoop's lyrics they might not be like the cubes or the kendrick lamars or the jay-z's and stuff but snoop's in his own category just mm-hmm. what he means to hip-hop Eminem, like you said, probably be on the Mount Rushmore for all the albums that he sold and just how he changed hip-hop, especially for Caucasian rappers. And then Kendrick Lamar, Mm -hmm. which is from his backyard, Compton, California, and he said, oh, yeah, Kendrick, he's going to be the next best thing. Yeah, that too. Right. Right. Exactly. And 50 Cent. 
50 Cent, I think he deserves Golly. to be up there, too. Yeah, even after all of that, you're right, Kendrick Lamar. That's, that's a, it's, it's great stuff. Uh, good beat there to start the hour. We're talking Big 12 media days. By the way, I said it was good that they let Chris Kleiman go first. Remember, the schedule was weird today. They went early in the day and got done like around noon, 1, 1.30. Chris Kleiman and K-State, it was like 9.15 this morning. And get up kind of early. Really? Get going, yeah. Uh, But it was K-State, UCF, Texas Tech, Cincinnati, West Virginia, Iowa State, and Oklahoma today. We will get into more of that coming up at 2.30. But also, Zay's got another one of those NFL lists for us. Zay, today we're talking about a very important group of people in the NFL. That is cornerbacks, who are the best corners, according to players, coaches, and staff. As a Cowboys fan, I will selfishly wonder... If Mr. Diggs is somewhere in this top 10, you know, I'm hoping for a top five, but we will see. You going 10 to 1? Yeah, I mean, well, being a Cowboys fan, you would want maybe two of your cornerbacks being on this list now that Stephon Gilmore is on the team, and he's been a defensive player of the year at the cornerback position. Hadn't even thought about that. You're right. I'll take that by extension. Can I get both? Can I get both? We'll see. You can ask for both. I don't think you're going to get both. Fair enough. All right, here we go. So we'll start with the honorable mention because these guys didn't make the list, and I think some of these guys should have. Bills, Tredavious White didn't make the list. Ooh, okay. He's one of my favorite players in the league. He might be a little undersized, but he's as tough as any. I like Tredavious White. Tyreek Woolen, he didn't make the list. See, I think it's one of those where, like, by next year he's in. Okay. So it's, it's early Made the big splash, but maybe just not quite yet top 10. All right, keep that in mind when we go through this list. Okay. J.C. Horn didn't make it. For Joe Horn's son that mm. plays for Carolina Panthers. Yeah, he right. had, he's had a couple good seasons. And Zayvon Howard didn't make this list. He will be on the other side of Jalen Ramsey for the Miami Dolphins, yeah, that's a, who is one, really good. That's a tough thing to find, too. It's tough to find you sometimes when you're on the opposite side of a badass like well, that. He hasn't played there yet. I mean, Jalen Ramsey hasn't played – one oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're Miami. right. You're right. My bad. So I, bad. I think it's going to yeah. make them the best duo. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, again, we talk about Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore, but they'll be up there. Yeah, they'll you're right. Up there you're for right. Sure. That's a good point. So let's start with number ten, mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons. Which I don't agree with this, but hey, I'm not an exec player or scout or coach, so I don't get a say. Mm. A.J. Terrell, Atlanta Falcons. A.J. Terrell. Now, first of all, you are a newly minted Falcons fan, so how dare you rip on one of your guys? What yeah, are you doing? I mean. Jump on board here. He's so young. He's only been in the league a few years. He's a first-round pick, 16 overall, coming out of Clemson. I was going to say, A.J. Terrell's Clemson, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a good player, but when I put him over Tredarius White, Zayvon Howard, no. I don't think I would. No, I wouldn't either. Them guys got more skins on the wall, and I respect that. It's not mm-hmm. what you do just now, which you're going to come to find out. A lot of these execs, coaches, scouts, and players, they kind of voted on where we're at now and not over the course of a lot of guys' careers. Right, and I was going to say, isn't that the key here? You're giving – this is the – they were asked about who is the best – who are the best corners in 2022. Yes, you're right. You know? You're absolutely right. Not all time. You're not, right. Not career. They're saying right now this year. So, A.J. Terrell just maybe gave all those guys a little more you're trouble right. in you're 22. Right. Tredavious White, he was hurt a lot last year. Yeah, and so he was. He I was. get it. I get it. All right, here we so go. So, he's at number 10. At number 9, very underrated guy. I love his game. Denzel Ward. Yes. Cleveland Browns from oh, Ohio man. State cornerback he's so good he is good like him a lot yeah he doesn't get enough credit he's a two-time pro bowler he is in his 
sixth year in the league this upcoming season. And, yeah, I just think him being with the Browns, he doesn't get that love he deserves. As a as a person married to a Steelers fan, I watch my wife get pissed off with Den, by Denzel Ward a lot. Last <laughs> okay, few years, yeah, yeah. Denzel does something to make my wife mad at least a couple times a year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he could go. He's, he can play. He could go. Here you go, Chad, at number eight. Yes. Trayvon Diggs. There we go. Trayvon Diggs, two-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro, led the league in interceptions a season ago. I get it. I respect it. I respect it. I was hoping for it to be a little higher than that, but I get it. I'm glad he's in the top ten. I'm glad to see uh, that tells us you know, that he's, he's getting that love. He's getting that yeah. respect. Remember, the year that he led the league in interceptions, he also led the league in yards given up. So he gave up a lot of yards, even though he was yeah. baiting guys. He kind of had a Jameis Winston year. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird season, yeah. and he definitely, you know, covered up a lot of things this past year. I thought he was a lot better in his technique and just not trying to go for the big play. But now when you got Stephon Gilmore on that other side, I think he's going to be able to be more aggressive like we saw in 2021, and I think you'll see those interceptions, interceptions excuse me, jump up. Yeah, that's big. Okay, so Trayvon Diggs, Cowboys fans, sitting at number eight. All right, how about right. seven? Mike Evans definitely didn't vote for this person. Marshawn Lattimore, yeah. number seven, New Orleans Saints. Yeah. That might be my funnest matchup in the league. Those two, Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore, hate each yeah. other. Yeah, they're, they're, they are at odds. You're I've, right. Like, they fight maybe every season. Once, once a game, they're getting into it. Yeah, they should do the old school, man. They should take boxing gloves out to midfield and just let them go at it for them duke it out. two minutes after a game. After yeah. the second game of the year, just let them do it. Or maybe it's before the first game of the year. Let them get a little bit out of their system beforehand. Yeah, yeah Lattimore's a great player. Yeah, four-time Pro Bowler. He was Rookie of the Year defensively in 2017. An absolute dog. He don't back down for nobody. Marshawn is Ohio State? Ohio State, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think him and Denzel Ward were there together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. Good luck. Kevin Meyer, he had some good teams, yeah, huh? Yeah. A little bit. All right. So, number six. Mm-hmm. This guy, solid player, also a little underrated, Marlon Humphrey, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Good player. Yeah. Solid. Alabama guy, three-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, and another dude that ain't scared of nobody. We'll yep. get in your face. We'll pressure you. If he gives up a little space, he recovers very fast. He's a very good player. Yep, another dude my wife swears at on TV. Yep, yeah, that's <laughs> for messing with her Steelers. That's tough division when it comes to corners, man. Yep. Number five, guy that you probably wish was traded this year, Big game Slay, Darius Slay. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Five-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. Doesn't get much love because he was with Detroit, but starting to get a lot more. Now he's with Philly. Uh, he's about to hit his yep. third, or he has hit his 30, so he's lost a little bit of a step. But, yeah, he's a very good player. This tells me how much respect he still has in the league, the fact that this is about last year. Honestly, if you'd made me guess, I would have thought he'd be even a little higher. Really? I, I would have thought maybe Slay would even get like a three or four kind of love, but I mean that's interesting that he ends up in the in the top five with these guys. Yeah, I it's crazy because I think of him, he's very good, but I might put James Bradbury on this list before him. Hmm. Like when I think of their defense and their cornerbacks and stuff, James Bradbury scares me a little bit. And I think they're still gonna take a step back with Gardner Johnson in Detroit now. 
God, I because hope so. he did a lot for them on that defense this past season. The big reason why they got to the Super Bowl. And yeah, you know, when you have such a good defensive line that's getting so much pressure on the quarterback, a team that had over 70 sacks this season, it makes it a lot easier for James Bradbury and Darius Slay to make plays. I was going to say, Zay, don't worry about the Philadelphia Eagles defense losing someone. They'll replace him with everybody that's ever played at Georgia. <laughs> They're fine. That's true. Oh, my God. That's true. Hargrave, he's now in San Francisco. Yes, so he is. It's going to be a different team. No Gardner Johnson, no Hargrave. They're going to be a different team. There you Look go. for them to take a step back. Keep Defensive talking. coordinator left to be a head yes. coach. Offensive coordinator Offensive left. Offensive coordinator yes. left. Yes. Cowboys, this is the year. Come on. This is the year. Got to take advantage, baby. All right. I don't want to hear about any more Eagles in the top yeah. four. Here we go. Number four, which this might say something. This might be the cockiest cornerback in the league, Jair Alexander. Ah, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I love him. I love him. He's good. He is so dirty. Two-time pro bowler. When he deflected the pass against the Minnesota Vikings and he was covering um, Jefferson. Yes. And he hit the gritty. Literally, the ball didn't even hit the ground yet to be called incomplete, and he was already up in the gritty, Chad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this dude, he don't give a damn. He'll go to the press conference after the game and will clown your wide receiver and your team. Like, he's a funny interview. I, he's great for the league. I like to hear Alexander a lot. That's cool that he got all the way up to number four, too. Yeah, yeah. He deserves his respect. He does. Again, this is picked by players, coaches, and staff members in the NFL. Best corners from 2022. All right, See, who, who's... Okay, so this is where I... I have a problem okay. because if we're looking at 2022, this guy, he he's always good, but was he as good as a lot of these guys that he's ahead of? Okay. Number three, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, okay. See, we went with an, he, we, they, for some reason, went with an all-time deal. Now, he was a he, pro bowler last year. Okay. But so sometimes a, when you're a perennial pro bowler, you kind of just, they expect you to be there next season. He shouldn't have been three, should he? I don't think so. I'm not saying he shouldn't be top ten. Maybe back end? If we're talking about careers of guys who are oh. currently in the NFL, sure. he might be one. Yeah. Because Richard Sherman just retired. Like, he might be one. But this last year with Los Angeles, now he's with Miami. I was going to say, it was the Rams. Now he's going to the Dolphins, right? I'm trying to keep this all in my head. He's going to look pretty cool in the turquoise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, a rocket. A Dolphins team is interesting. All right, uh, how about number two? Sauce Gardner. Wow. Yeah, a rookie. One year. Wow. That's it. One year. That's he, all he showed us. And he was good enough to be defensive rookie of the year. So And he was all pro too. Boy. Yeah, I mean, again, that's it. It's like it's the thing we talk about with college guys when they're freshmen. It's young guys in high school, whatever the level is, it's that, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. They're just telling us in twenty twenty two, it's like, look, y'all, we are the players and coaches and staff that deal with these guys. He's that good. It doesn't matter that it's his first year. We're not telling – we weren't asked that part. We were asked who the toughest corners were in our league in 2022, and when they compiled it, he's there. Yeah, That look, says a lot. And if you look at his measurements and stuff, like he's exactly what you want this era of cornerbacks. Yes. 6'3", almost 200 pounds, can fly – Four three, maybe four four, barely. He's a, but he's like he's a four three guy. Yeah, he's a condor. Yeah, that's what he is. <laughs> he's a condor. He's exactly what I want in my defensive backfield, all over the place. Wingspan, wingspan, speed, athlete, everything. Yeah. How about Hard Knocks? Watching him and Garrett Wilson go at it. 
Oh, yeah. I can't wait for That's that. That's going to be great. All right, so now we are to number one, and I'm trying to figure it out. I'm going to feel stupid when you say it, but tell me who the number one corner is for um, all these guys. I'll give you a hint. He has a father who was also a very good cornerback with the exact same name. Sertan? That's right. Wow, at one? Patrick Sertan the second huh. at one. That's surprising. Only two years in the league coming out of Alabama. That's it. That surprises me a little bit for a couple reasons, too. Sometimes when these guys get lost on a team that's not terrific, like that was a – he's in Denver, right? Yes. I mean, you're on a team that's not terrific and was pretty sluggish throughout the year. But, hey, the players know best. The players know best, and that's the division that includes Mahomes and Kelsey and the and, – and the, But it's not just players. It's the scouts and, the best. and executives, it's not, it's coaches, too. Still, that's t- that. I don't know. That tells me a lot. That tells me a whole lot. Patrick Sertan, I'm going to – I don't think that's just about the name then. That really must be the impact he's already making. A little bit of a surprise he's at one, but uh, wow, that's mad respect. When the Vegas Raiders beat the Denver Broncos last year and they beat them on a Devontae Adams touchdown, he flat out said to the camera, he ain't there yet. He ain't talking about Patrick Satan number two because he's hearing everything that yeah. all these scouts, right. execs, players and coaches are talking about and – he probably has a lot of friends in the NFL with how long that he's been in that are cornerbacks and different players and stuff. So he's like, nah, man, I don't see it yet. Which, Devontae Adams, you're Devontae Adams. You're a top five wide receiver in the league. Like, you're hard to guard, especially with the rules that right. they give you in the NFL. You can't touch nobody. You can't hit nobody. You got to worry about how much you're bragging there because at some point you don't want to be saying like, hey, if he – Come on now, he's got to be terrible because, look, he let me get yeah. I mean, like, huh? What? But I will agree with what DeAndre, uh, Devontae Adams is saying. Like, he's not there yet. And I get it. You're, we're talking about last year. He was an all-pro, so was Sauce Gardner. That's why they're one and two. There's only two spots you can put all-pros for cornerbacks when you make those right. teams, and it both went to them. But there's something about having skins on the wall that, like, I got to see more, man, because you don't got much film on you. So for you, would you you think both of those guys got overcooked a little bit? You'd have had somebody else at one? Uh, you to put somebody yeah, over I, both of them? I, I think Alexander's a little bit better than both. Okay. You'd have had for maybe, right now. Okay. So you'd have maybe gone Alexander one, then slide. But he only has in. two Pro Bowls, too. But okay. he's been in the league for five years and got paid. So why but, would I? But again, for this list, two Pro Bowls doesn't matter. Exactly. It's, it's just this year. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So I, I don't know. It's fun to talk about. And I can't wait till we see the top 100 where it's just players. Yes. On NFL Network. God, that's the best. That is the best thing coming up. You're right. How about that crazy top three? Two young guys and Jalen Ramsey. Sertan, Gardner, Ramsey in the top three. Then Yair um, Alexander. Then Slay. Marlon Humphrey, Marshawn Lattimore, Trayvon Diggs for you Cowboys fans, Denzel Ward, and A.J. Terrell, the top 10 best cornerbacks in the league in the NFL from last year, according to the players, the staff members, and the coaches. Interesting stuff. Uh, those lists have been fun to check out. We are closing in. By the way, under 60 days till the first NFL Sunday, 59 days away to that first NFL Sunday. Coming up next, Why Today Matters. It's July 13th. We'll hit some more Big 12 media days on day two. Coming right up on the horn. Hey, let's get away and get a room on the other side of town. Hey, shorty, I was feeling for you. Hey, what you thinking to me? Chad and Zay. Hey, let's get a room. Shorty, we can freak some. Oh. Wow. 
just get right to the point. We need a room on the other side of town, if you know what I'm saying. Zay, this is fantastic. I heard a, I heard a shouty. Yeah, you know who this is. It's your dude. And I think I recognize his voice. That would be T.I. That's right. Yeah. What's it called? Let's Get Away. <laughs> Featuring Jazzy Faye. There's certain... I, I don't know what you call it, whether it's a guilty pleasure or whatever. There are certain artists that I want to hear discuss things of a sexual nature. And T.I. is absolutely one of my favorites. I don't know why. I can't fully explain it to you. When T.I. walks into the sexy world musically, I am transfixed. I love it. Yo, T.I. has range, man. He's so good. I love this song. It's What's a great it? beat. So this is, away. It's just yeah. ba- this is basically a straight-up cheating song. Oh, yeah, you could say that. He, he, had, he started with, I want to go to the other side of town. So? Come on. We can like it, f- did he just say we can freak some if look, you're down? Sometimes you just need a different destination to spice it up a little bit. Then why is the song not called Let's Change It Up? <laughs> that don't sound as good. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. If you have not checked out some T.I., go check it out. One of the uh, one of the many talented artists coming out of the city of Atlanta. That's uh Maybe Zay giving us even more. I think things are just going to get a lot more Atlanta for Zay between now and the first time you get to see B. John Robinson carry that football. Have you ever, ever in your life looked forward to like a random NFL preseason game more than you're looking forward to like trying to tune in and see B. John wearing that number seven? To be honest, I do not want him to play preseason oh, at you all. I'm not saying he'll play. I'm saying he'll be on the sideline. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sure they won't give him a touch. Yeah, I'll, no. No, no, no. Let's he'll, not waste our time. Dude, man. the hair will be looking looking awesome. He'll probably have some jewelry on. Hopefully, he's in Atlanta. Like, give me some Dion. He's D- not a big jewelry guy. I need some Dion. A little bit. Okay, not, come on. Let's not, not let him get out of character now. This says Bijan Robinson. That's true. By the way, back to Sauce real quick. He has some of the best jewelry out yeah. there. Yeah. That Sauce thing where it's dripping on the, literally, they, the drip effect on yeah. the jewelry. Yeah, he's a fly oh, dude, too. Dude, he's incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah so there you go. T.I., Steely Dan, Gnome, City Boy, and Edgar Winters, White Trash, all on the show today. Plus that Dre beat to get the hour started and make you think of Eminem and how everybody forgot about Dre. They didn't really forget about Dre, but Marshall wanted us to believe they did. And it's a fantastic song. Uh, a lot of football out there today. And let's get to it with Why Today Matters, July 13th. The rest of the folks in the Big 12. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or Sinus Snoring ENT. All right. Um, It is Big 12 Media Days, day two, which includes Oklahoma. And Zay and I were taking a look at schedules earlier today. We knew this pattern when the schedules came out. But as a reminder, Texas and Oklahoma are each playing two of the new teams. One on the road, one at home. You're a Longhorn fan. You already know you're going to Houston. And then you host BYU. For Oklahoma... It is the opposite. They will, um, or not the opposite, but it is it is the same. They will host, um, they host UCF, and they will travel to Cincinnati. In fact, Zay, that is Cincinnati's first conference game. Wow, as a Big Twelve team is hosting 
Oklahoma. Welcome to the Big 12. Yow. Um, here's the other thing, Zay, that we need to watch with these four teams. As good as some of them have been, Cincinnati has been throwing numbers at us in the media these last few weeks about, hey, here's the wins all time in the country. You know, they're like number five or number six all time since this mark. You know, Bama, Georgia, blah, blah, blah. Cincinnati, number number five or whatever. It's like, okay. But we all know about you qualify it with who they've been playing. So if my numbers are correct, Houston this year will go from playing two power five opponents in the regular season to nine. Cincinnati is going from two to ten. It's a big jump. So we'll just see. We're going to have to see. We talked to Dana Holgerson yesterday. He knows about adjustments like this because he's done it before. And let's see how that ramps up. UCF is supposed to be the best. So we'll see what that discussion is about around them today. Cincinnati has been picked by some to finish dead last. So to me, they're not the one to necessarily focus on. They lost a lot last year, including Ritter. But with UCF, Gus Malzahn at, at the helm. Some talent is on that team. Can they still be good? And then, Zay, you brought up a great matchup here. When UCF goes to Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel gets to host his old team. Dylan Gabriel Bowl right there, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and the lefty, he's talented. I mean, Horn fans, they forget easily that he didn't play in that game last year when you beat him 49-0. That game would have been a lot different if Dylan Gabriel would have played. He had over 3,000 yards last year and 25 touchdowns, and he missed games. So the dude could flat-out rip it, and we know he's a dual threat. He could run the football, too, which could give a defensive coordinator all types of nightmares. So, yeah, OU, I expect them to be a lot better than they were last year going 6-7 and seven for Brent Venables, and it's really just about him being in sync with his defense. The defense was not there last year. We know Venables is a defensive guy, and if they get to the defense that he expects and wants, then Oklahoma could be a scary team like during the Lincoln-Riley days. All right, Zay, let's play a little game with Oklahoma's schedule here because they do not have a tough non-conference really at all. You ready? Arkansas State, SMU, at Tulsa. At Tulsa, baby. That's That's it. That is their three. If they get by it, then it's the game at Cincinnati. Then they play Iowa State. Right now, your gut. Iowa State in Norman against Oklahoma. Pick the Sooners. Oh, man. Yeah. Because then they play Texas. So just to think about it, the two teams that will hit the Cotton Bowl, think about what I just said Oklahoma will have gone through. We know what Texas will have gone through. They'll have been to Tuscaloosa, and they'll have been to Waco, and played whatever Kansas is by the time they play OU. OU really doesn't feel like they have a test. They don't have a test. Texas is their biggest game of the year, and that's it. Now, on one hand, if you want to, from the Longhorn perspective, if you want to make the you need the iron to sharpen iron, they won't be really truly tested. Okay, but from the fatigue standpoint, that's where I wonder if if the Sooners look pretty good and are undefeated, do they maybe feel a little fresher and a little bit, you know, a little bit more interesting? maybe a little, little bit more ready to go than the Longhorns do just in terms of the fatigue factor. Yeah. I wonder what that's going to feel like as we head to October 7th. Remember, Longhorns and Sooners get their bye week after the game. Right after Texas OU is bye week for both. 
Yeah. That's and, important to remember. Yeah, and then even though everybody's picking Texas to win the Big 12, which makes a lot of sense, they might have the toughest schedule out of anybody in the Big 12. Yeah, I've seen, play, na- I've seen them nationally in the top 10. Yeah, everybody's play list, right? Tech and Kansas and obviously Alabama, OU. Like, the schedule's brutal. Why you look at Oklahoma after Texas, what's their next biggest game? Kansas? Bedlam? If UCF is good, it might be that one. Maybe. Ah, oh, uh, yeah. But TCU, maybe? Back, like Back-to-back at Kansas and Oklahoma State might be tough if those teams are good. Going to Provo is always tough. They got to do that one that could of the be last games of the year. But compared to Texas, nah, their schedule ain't nothing. By the way, by the end of things, that Friday, November 24th, OU is hosting TCU. Yeah. When Texas hosts Tech. Think about that. Austin, Norman. The two teams that are in, I mean, excuse me, the two teams that are leaving the conference against two teams that may factor in. So will TCU and Texas Tech be trying to stop those teams from getting to the Big 12 title game? Where do things set at that point? Those two games are really interesting right there on Black Friday. By the way, Brent Venables, you need to get a tie that matches that ugly-ass Norman red that y'all be rocking. What, is he mismatched today? Yeah, that wasn't the same red. Mm. That's not which I'm fine. Be tacky if you want. It'd be hard for me to wear that red too. It'd be very difficult, even if I was the coach. But you are the coach. Maybe you should get a tie that looks a little closer to your team colors. I don't know. Just just a thought. You know what kind of coach makes that mistake? Defensive coordinators. <laughs> Why you say that? Because that may be what he is. Sometimes you're trying to be a head coach when you're not. Head coaches figure out those details. Ah. Head coaches get the wife to pick those out and match them, or they get somebody on the staff to figure that out. They have to cover more ground. You know who I expect to show up at a press conference and not have matched clothes? Will Muschamp. Every time. Why? Because he'd rather be in a film room, grinding on film. But in the end, to me, that makes you sometimes a badass coordinator and not a badass coach. Head coach. Head coach has to deal with all of it. So, in a way, I'm not shocked because I'm watching Venables and I'm still waiting for him to become a big-time head coach. He still feels like a, co- a coordinator that's trying to me. He's low-key on the hot seat. Him and Neil Brown at West Virginia, definitely Neil more oh, than Brent. Neil definitely, yeah. Like, Neil on year five, especially this year in the Big 12, his seat's hot oh. as hell, on fire type stuff. But Brent Venables, with the way he was last year and the expectations that they have in Norman – yeah, he on the hot seat, too, especially going to the SEC. Dude, I heard this morning, I got a report from Big 12 Media Days that Neil Brown, he asked 50 people in there to interview him, and 10 of them were just the people that worked at AT&T Stadium. Yikes. He just, I'm just kidding, of course, but <laughs> that dude will talk to anybody today, right? Just, just let me talk to anybody. I'm just trying to stay relevant. I'm trying to stay around. Trying I want to stay be, alive. I need to be in this discussion, man. Please talk about me. I'm Neil Brown, West Virginia. Uh, yeah, we'll see where the season ends up. We are 51 days away from that big weekend on September 2nd. Don't forget about OU from today's group. OUK State, I feel like, I mean, that's the duo, right? It's OUK State Tech. Can we agree on yes. that? Yeah. And then you'll have to see about UCF and then just kind of go from there. And just to see, you know, the one thing I hadn't checked, does UCF have anything early? They go to Boise. Eh, maybe. We might find out something early on there. Disappointed in OU, though. 
Arkansas State SMU at Tulsa. Yeah, they needed that with how they were last year. Yeah, they need those maybe they confidence did. boosting games. Maybe they did. Yeah, UCF, Kent State at Boise, and then Villanova. Good lord. Uh, and then they go to K State. That's going to be a rude awakening kind of game for them. Glad you mentioned John Reese Plumley though earlier. If they do have some momentum this year and have a little something, he's going to be a reason why. Fifteen total starters back. And Gus Malzahn's going to have some kind of offense. He is not going to let an ugly offensive team walk out on a field. So we will see what it looks like yeah, for UCF. You mentioned all those teams that are coming into the Big 12 that didn't play many Power 5 games last year. I will definitely be watching Reese Plumley because – He's also a football player, Chad, and sometimes, or excuse me, baseball player. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can get away with that, but being the quarterback in the Big 12, all these guys, they don't have, you know, spring training and getting ready for the baseball season things to worry about. Mm. They're worried about spring camp for football. Yeah, that's true. So, like, his responsibilities are a lot different than these other guys, which it might be a lot for him coming into the Big 12 and not playing many games in, you know, Power 5. And, again, he came from Ole Miss, too. Yeah, So, he's, right. he's been in the SEC, yeah. Yeah. and, you know, he got a little bit of clock there. So, it won't be that crazy of a transition, but that's something to look forward to this upcoming season. Yeah, what do the stats say here on him? 54% last year, 13 starts. Overall, 63%, 14 touchdowns, 8 picks for him. and uh, He runs a lot. Yeah. He led their team in rushing, too, which I don't know if that's a good thing. but See, I wasn't paying attention enough to them last year. He was second team... All American with UCF last year. Yeah, I forgot that he, he was, was solid last year. Yeah. So I'm saying he's my sleeper. We're gonna have to see. All right, we'll keep an eye on that one too. Big Twelve Media Days, day two. Uh, as far as uh, why today matters, let me hit you with uh, a birthday and a national day. It is Han Solo's birthday today. He might be uh, Indiana Jones to you or many other things, but Harrison Ford always Han Solo to us nerds. He's 81 years old today. Zay, I went and saw the new Indiana Jones. And all I could think watching these mov- this movie was like, I know somebody didn't do every one of these stunts for him. He's 80. Are we still out there doing stunts? I'm, I'm Are just still out there on the ground? I'm sure there's a stuntman doing some of it. I'm just telling you, all the action and all the sequencing they do, I'm like, he's 79 or 80 doing this. God love him. And Harrison Ford is still interesting enough to drag me through a movie at 80. That's crazy. It's also National Beans and Franks or Franks and Beans. I always go Franks and Beans on that one. Are you into yeah. that? Is that a thing for you? Yeah. If I want to go Western and, you know, save some pennies, definitely hit some Frankenbreens. Nothing wrong with that. I call it a country delicacy, Zay. When I was growing up, pork and beans was regular. But when you got the Franks in the beans, that's fancy night right there. That's fancy. That's when you knew somebody in the family had maybe had a good day. Yeah. Somebody won a bet. Somebody got a new job. Somebody's getting married. Somebody proposed. That's when the Franks and Beans come out. I bet you Harrison Ford's, uh, Ford, excuse me, has had some really good Frank and Beans over his day, especially now that he's doing this That's Yellowstone true. stuff. He's probably back on it. Is he in a Yellowstone? Yeah, he's one of the spinoffs. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, where it's just the dates. 1883 and 1923, those, yeah, he's one of them. I haven't started watching any of those shows yet. I do know that when I see those previews with Faith Hill in them, I kind of want to watch that one. Oh, she looks good. I kind of want to watch that one. And her and Tim McGraw have a great chemistry. I've heard they're great shows, man. That's good good stuff. I love that a Western, like, 
kind of a Western series is a big deal to people. That's awesome. All right, uh, there's why today matters. Before we are done, let's get you a little bit of stems and seeds on our way out. Rod and Harge and Patrick coming up with Ball Don't Lie on this Thursday. Keep it right here on the Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, just about done on a Thursday. Do I have any shot here, Zay? Uh, wait till he starts rapping. You okay. should. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll give you a hit. West Side? <laughs> oh, my God, I'm on the field. Um... Yeah, I know that voice. Um, come on, oh, that's, man. oh, it's Tupac. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. For some reason, you put 50 Cent in my head, and I knew it wasn't him. I, you know this. You're going to feel stupid. Okay, there it is. Okay, what's the song? How You Want It. How, How You Want, you want It. Tupac, T.I., good list. Steely Dan, Gnome, City Boy, Edgar Winters, White Trash. Woo, Tupac. That's a whole different level right there. The Dr. Dre beat to start the hour. Very, very cool stuff. Thanks to Zay for all the great music today. Uh, hopefully it's been great discussion. Big 12 Media Days, day two. We've hit some of those teams that are there. Um, obviously, the two new teams today are UCF and Cincinnati. We'll either... Probably UCF, if it's one, be a kind of a factor this year. Is Cincinnati going to be truly at the bottom, or is it a little bit of a, maybe a, a different order there? Um, the other Power Five conferences will fire off their media days coming up. Obviously, the SEC will be a big focus for a lot of people, and we will see what happens there. Apparently, Nick Saban still upset about NIL issues, and he's been bellyaching, and I'm hoping he brings the bellyache. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Zay, I need him to bring that bellyache to SEC Media Days so we can hear about it because it's one of my favorite things in sports now. Yo, there was a point of time where if you were a former assistant coach for Nick Saban, you didn't beat him. Oh, And no. now yeah. his former assistant has two back-to-back titles. He's getting a little salty. That sodium level's going up. Mm -hmm. Back-to-back titles. And then remember, he lost two that one year. The string ended with Jimbo when the Aggies got him in College Station and then Kirby got him that very year in the SEC title game, I guess. And then Kirby, did they play last year? I'm trying to remember how that Uh... all rolled out. Georgia no. beat because Georgia whipped TCU and yeah, right, they beat LSU. Bama didn't make Georgia beat Bama, LSU, right? Bama didn't make the they didn't make the they didn't make the SEC, SEC title game. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, yeah, LSU. It was LSU. What yes, right. We were in yeah. LSU, right? Good team from the West. So yeah, that. Um, but yeah, it had been God. It was stupid too. It was 25 and 0, 23, 24 and 0, something like that. And not close either. Yeah. Average margin was like 15. I mean, he was wearing them out. And then he gets the two losses. And then Sark damn near gets him last Sark year. I mean, right there. And obviously Sark's going to try to do it in T-Town. That was a this safety year. ref. Come on, officials. Bryce Young's foot was on the ground. Hey, look at it this way. You'll be in Tuscaloosa. SEC officials 
may give you a little love because you're the new kid coming to town yeah, next year. we'll see. You never know. We'll now nah, they won't. Nobody will give you love in Tuscaloosa. Trust me. That's not going to happen. All right. Uh, coming up, it's Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge and Patrick. Then Longhorn Blitz podcast, the replay for you at 7. And then don't forget to catch Patrick and Insincerious coming up at 8 o'clock tonight. Here we go. Stems and seeds. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Um, the stuff we have hit today, we hit a little bit of ESPYs earlier and some of the good stuff in sports. By the way, um, send our best again to Dickie V, man. Did you hear this, Zay? He yeah. found out with that vocal cord surgery, vocal cord cancer now for Dickie V. Six weeks of chemo. This is his third kind of cancer he's trying to beat. Come on, Dickie V. I know, man. It's sad, man, but we're all praying for him. We are. And I watched the documentary on Jimmy Valvano's speech. Phenomenal. Phenomenal and an incredible reminder of what that was. That's one of the most important moments in sports in our lives. For everything that's been done since, I didn't realize, Zay, the money they've been raising since literally helped save his daughter. Wow. Literally. They go through that story. And then she realized that the speech was also about her, and it just, it was magical stuff. Uh, Obviously, there's a sadness to that story, but so much money has been raised, and they give you the stats at the end of how certain, how like surviving cancer, the rate of that has gone up since 91, 92, 93. Right. Uh, It ends up being such an inspiring story. I could watch that speech over and over again. I can too. It's tough, but... It's yeah, so emotional, it's, but now that you know all the good that came out of it... That's amazing All speech. the good they're doing, man, yeah. it's amazing. Rest in peace to the great Jimmy V. Go check that one out if you like. All right, we'll be back for a Friday show tomorrow, so enjoy your Thursday. Please try to stay cool out there. Ball Don't Lie coming up. You know they'll talk some Big 12 media days. Rod, Harge, and Patrick. Keep it right here on the horn. See ya!